Hello and welcome to Don't Argue Thursday edition. This is where we get our head stuck into the numbers with our man Jacob Wilson from Champion Data and the news hand himself. I tell you what, can he smell a bet? Three from five last week. Jay Clark, before I get into it, this is your ultimate punting guide. If you're a first-time listener, just sit back and enjoy this because it is winner after winner after winner, except for last week in our Don't Argue multi, Jacob Wilson said, bet of the millennium, Collingwood deleted every quarter. And guess what? Collingwood lost the first quarter and it was the only one for the whole year and you stuffed our multi. It, uh, it's never good to end a multi about three minutes into the round. <laughs> <laughs> but I blame Jane, Se- Jane Stevenson because I had him for first goal. He was lining up for the first goal of the match. I would have been on fire. would have had first goal scorer. Collingwood would have been off. And we were on the multi as well. He put it across the face and then you went down the other end scored a goal. So let's, let's just blame Jane Stevenson. Don't blame me. Blame him. Mate, no excuses. Don't throw the toys out of the cot. I know what you're like. You're blaming him. You're pointing fingers. That's what geeks do. They point fingers and blame people. <laughs> Not like our news hands. Three yep. from five. You're yep. happy with that? What about the head wobble on WhatsApp? Hey, boys, oh. I've got three from five. <laughs> <laughs> After his uh, meeting with the execs, five from five. Jeez, you've lowered the bar. Hey, I've, uh, I think if we look back at my, across my whole season, uh, I'm at uh, <laughs> Jeremy Cameron type levels, and that's very high. But I did, well, thanks to Sonny Walters, who hit the post to give Fremantle the win because I needed that multi at 250 Richmond uh, Freo but yeah another another green balance sheet Dicko so we just keep punching on mate just keep putting the Brownlow medal votes in the pocket oh you are leading the Brownlow <laughs> by a long way because Jacob Wilson two from five we expect a lift how this works as I mentioned if you're a first time listener don't argue the boys give their best five of the weekend starting with their fifth best bet to their best of the weekend alright Jacob Wilson your fifth best bet is I'm going to kick it off with Brisbane by four-plus goals against the Hawks. Now, that's paying uh, $3. Now, the reason I like this bet um, is if we watch last year's form between these two teams, Brisbane really had their numbers. They had a 56-point win up at the Gabba and a 33-point win down in Tasmania, which Mm. nobody does against the Hawks. And I think the reason might be behind Chris Fagan coming across from the Hawks. He has a good understanding of what their system is, how they operate, what he needs to take away from that team to be successful. And we saw last year they do that well. The Hawks as well really struggling from stoppages the worst stoppage team in the league, Brisbane, the best team at scoring from stoppages. So that could be the real area of the game where the uh, the Lions take a hold of it. Astute bet. I really like this one. Uh, I think Brisbane is one team who can really score. They can put the foot to the floor, can't they? And and the Hawks just hanging on um, without McAvoy, of course, who's been yep. really important. No scrimshaw. Birchill not back already. And uh, Jager O'Meara and James Warple, like they have to run out of puff. Was, was this- O'Meara fit? Last week, because he played 40% forward, which is the first time for the whole year we've seen him play forward at any stage. But all of a sudden, he was out of the midfield, and they... um yeah, they won based around structure, but they still lost clearances by 12. He, I did the game live. He didn't look right. He wasn't running as uh, fluently as we've seen Jager do it. And to play him forward and then Gunston kicked, obviously, yeah. six. And, Saved uh, the day, didn't he? Absolutely. Um, it's a good bet, though, Jacob. Uh, Brisbane, what's yours, Jake? Well, I got the Tigers at the line Love against it. North Melbourne. I mean... This just shows the quality of this podcast because how this can be the fifth best bet of the round is extraordinary <laughs> because this could easily be number one. But this is what we get you. This is what we give you, the absolute quality right the way through. So the Tigers, who I've just been so impressed with, did the job against Essendon uh, pretty comprehensively until uh, they slowed down late in the last quarter. Like North Melbourne, a lot of emotion last week. I reckon last week was the big one, and this week they might just come back off that. But you look at Richmond's side, you look at North Melbourne's side, uh, I think the Tigers are genuinely a six-goal better team. And the Traders have, I don't know, they're, they're... 
they had a rough night's sleep last night or something's happened because yeah, they only the set that line. Nick, aren't they they yeah. won their last three by an average of 26. So they're in really, really hot form. North Melbourne, as you said, last week, it was a very emotional game last week. Yeah. I'll, I'll revisit it because I'm going to go something similar in my Boonana later. I've got a good reason yeah. behind it there. Well, so this, stay tuned for that. I reckon this could be a 10-goal win and 17 and a half. Uh, yeah, the, the, the traders listen to this podcast, oh, don't they? They do, and... I'm with you, Richmond. Like North Melbourne handball game against yeah. the Richmond pressure game. Like, please, this is going to. Yeah, all the men be more successful yeah. this year against low pressure teams yeah. rather than these, these really high pressure teams. All right, now the fourth best bet, and I tell you what, you need some avocados to go with this. But the Giants are taking on Gold Coast. Wow. Yeah, now man Jacob Wilson trying to make up for his absolute howler in it <laughs> last week has gone with Gold Coast. It's the a plus. long line again. I've, every time I see Gold Coast for the last four or five weeks, you look at it, oh, it's a juicy line for the Suns because they're not that bad this year. They were, they're a 20-point better team this year than they were last year. And they're... Shutting games down, there's high stoppages. And there could be a bit of rain up in New South Wales as well. So there's a, there's the rain factor coming in as well. For all these reasons, 48 and a half. I just think they're going to stay in it. The only, the only risk is they've been running out of puff, the Suns. They've been getting to about you know, two and a half quarters into the game, almost level, and the last couple of weeks have been blown out. Um, they, but they still did clear the line last week. So just I hope they're going to be, um, be able to compete for three quarters and hopefully not blow it out in the last. <laughs> but, be, yeah, a bit of rain, shut the game down. Sun's 49, that's a long line. He's gone from certainty to I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm with you, uh, Jacob. I don't mind that. I think um, this will be uh, inside that line. Just the query is whether the Giants can cut them up in the outside in the midfield. But I like that. Is a, that, that line is too big, I think. Right, AJ, your fourth best bet. You're heading to Darwin, just yep. so you know, mate. 32 yep. degrees, no excuses for those demons. What's the well, humidity level? About 99%? 99.9% reoccurring. Let, let's be honest. Melbourne has been worse than Jacob Wilson's 10 over the first half of the season. They've been, <laughs> they've been, they've been that bad. But I think they can turn it around. They play well up there uh, in the Northern Territory. Just want to see that midfield get back to its best because we banged on about how good they were pre-season, saying it was the greatest midfield of all time or something along those lines, but it hasn't gone as well as they would have liked. How's that going? And, 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 <laughs> I'm taking the mickey out of the media. Me. And uh, Clayton Oliver, I mean, we thought this guy was a genuine Brownlow chance. I'm not saying he's gone backwards, but he hasn't had the impact on the season we would have liked, Jacob. He's a, he's a terrible ball user. He's a he's a terrible. He's, he's amazing by hand, but he just kicks it and kicks it long. I've watched too many clips of him now of him put the head down and just kick it long. He's right. averaging the second most meters gained per kick, which is, is good. Mm. But that's all he's doing with the ball. The one I want to see out of the midfield. Yep. it's not Oliver, it's Viney. Yeah, Viney's been in there. He's played ninety five percent mid this year. His numbers are well down on last year. You know, Harms has been kicked out. Brayshaw's been kicked out. When's Viney, the captain, going to say, look, I'm going to take my comeuppance. I'm going to go play maybe a high pressure. He's a really good pressure player, good tackler. Maybe he could excel in that role that they're really lacking in. Do you think he can actually play forward, Viney? I I think he he doesn't have to kick a lot of goals. His role in that forward line would be to get the pressure high, get his six or seven tackles in that forward line and lock the ball in. You know where the next move is? If you go from midfield to – you're a good pressure player in the forward line. Mm. Guess where your next one is? Bench. Yep, and then when the next one <laughs> BFL. Yep, yep. <laughs> so uh, let's just hope he goes forward and does some work. I put that suggestion to the demons at one point over the past three weeks whether Viney should uh, play forward. Yeah. Is um, he getting a bit of it, special treatment because he's captain? He's going, oh, I've got the C yeah, on my... He yeah. goes, you know what? I'm going to start in the middle. It's like yeah, when you're playing cricket. Well, I'm setting your first slip. I'm the captain. Yeah. So. They didn't like that suggestion, it's fair <laughs> to say. Hey, Dicko, yes. you're, you're our... Um, our, uh, genius. Genius, yeah, on, on all things football. And speaking of avocados earlier in the show, yeah. 
What? Why did Taylor Walker jump out of the way? Last week? Yep. Well, when you're uh, not committed, he, he jumped out of the way because he didn't want contact. What reflection is that? Reflection of a poor leader. Reflection of a guy that's not going to put his body on the line. And if you continually do it, he's done it before, but when you do it again, what do you get? You, you get you get doubt. You get players mm. around you going, geez, you're not going to put your body on the line and you've got one of the biggest bodies in the team. So it's a big knock on your leadership and it's a big knock, isn't it, really? Yeah. It's a big knock. You need to, you, I think it, Rory Sloan is such a good leader of that team. Mate. He could have a year where he just focuses on his footy yep. rather than having to put up with all this sort of talk about him being the leader and, and not mm. all that. But, he's a very good football player, great, great kick of goal, great... Uh, field, field kick. kick as well. You just let him focus on his footy and not have to worry about all this. And and we can be highly critical at times. And go, oh, you know, oh, has he gone back hard enough? But if you've done it before mm. and you've done it again, it's in your game. Oh, mm. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, I'll use a player from Geelong. We won't use names, but happened once, and then it happened again, and it happened a third time. <laughs> so you start to um, obviously uh, get the question. Do we marks don't want to mention names. No, no, absolutely not. All this right. is a man we're talking about who was voted AFLPA best captain in the competition back-to-back. Back-to-back? Back-to-back. Okay, all right. Let's Moving have on. a look at the game in Shanghai. And the reason I'm not going over is I didn't get my visa after how much uh, frothies I put back last year. So, <laughs> I didn't have you back. Um, no, nah, no, China gave me a, a one-year spell. That's great. Uh, so I look forward to getting back to China next year. The Saints. <laughs> yep. Guess what? Port Adelaide undefeated in China. Undefeated in China. They have come up against, I think, uh, Gold Coast Reserves the last two <laughs> years while they're playing over there. But I think what we know about both, they're going to take a lot of young players over there. Yep. The Saints are taking a lot of young kids. Port Adelaide are taking a lot of young kids. And I think this is just going to result in an unpredictable result. I think the Saints could put up a stinker and they could get smashed. I think Port could put up a stinker and they could get smashed. So when I like a game like that and I see a team sitting at $2.60 and I really don't know which way it's going to go, I'm going to go with the underdog at $2.60. Love it. I love it. I think it's a good bet. I'm going to take the Saints at the line. So two and a half, twelve and a half point uh, head start. Uh, I was pretty impressed with the with the Saints last week against Carlton. I thought that was a bit of a danger game, but they uh, they toughed it out and are doing it without those star players. So they're five and five now. The Saints. Interesting that Coach Alan Richardson dangled the finals carrot after the press uh, in the press conference uh, last week. And if they move to six and five, get some star players back. Who do they have the week after? Do you know who they have the week after? No. Gold Coast no. the week after. That's seven and five boys. Oh, Just get boy. around the Saints. So it's uh, look. I, they I know they really pushed Collingwood for three quarters, but I think this has been a big tick for the Saints so far this yep. season. And I'm not just peeing in your pocket, Dicko, because you're working miracles down there with Brendan Layton and the boys. But I think Saints, 12 and a half point against a young Port Adelaide yep. team. I'll have it. I love it. Now, the second best bet of the weekend. Let's put this in perspective. The mid-season draft. Have a guess who Essendon picked up. Will Snelling. No, the other one. They Bo- picked up Will Snelling. Yeah, Will Snelling and Bobby yeah. Boucher. Who's Bobby Boucher? He's the water boy. Because they've got that many players out this weekend, they're going to have to play the water boy. <laughs> Gatorade! Because they have injuries galore. Yeah. And you guys are going on the Carlton bandwagon. Getting on the Carlton bandwagon. And I think the reason I'm on the Carlton bandwagon is it's it's not as bad at Carlton as everyone's making it out to be. Who They're, they're, they're a 20-point 
per game, better team than they were last year. That's the second biggest improvement this year of anyone behind Fremantle. Fremantle. They're, they're actually more improved this year than Gold Coast are, and everyone loves Gold Coast, but nobody likes Carlton because they haven't got the wins. They've had a lot of tight losses. If you, you give them a couple more wins, they're sitting at three wins already more than last year. Everyone loves Carlton, and they, they would be sitting at $2.20 in this game. But because they haven't been able to get a cr- scrape across the line of those couple matches, they're underdogs. And guess what? The last three times these two teams have played in the fir- their first match of the season... Carlton's won. They throw a wrench into Essendon's plans. They love doing it. The Carlton fans have been waiting for this game because they know they have the wood on the Bombers. The pressure's on Carlton more than Essendon. No, I think the pressure's on the Bombers. If they lose to Carlton this week, all of a sudden, John Walsall was uh, under pressure in last week, this week's press conferences. Imagine what it will be like if he's just lost to the Blues. I'm going to take the Blues at a 15.5 point uh, line. This is an Essendon VFL team. So, Shield, Stringer out with hamstrings. No Joe, as we said. Uh, Fantasia, so important to that yeah, team as well. Pretty ordinary for three quarters, to be honest, uh, last weekend against the Tigers. So I'm going to back Brennan Bolton in. Uh, two and a half goal head starts. I'll take the Blues. They just need they just need to finish better. Like some of, the, some of the sloppy kicking. Nick Newman, Paddy Dow, like some... Um, the, the, we need Mitch McGovern to get up. You know, it takes to have some impact. You know, I just think there is some upside there, clearly. But some of the butchering that goes on, Dicko, is quite extraordinary. Well, the big microscope's going to be on Mitch McGovern. Yep. Dicko hands. Yeah. On the, on is the, he fit? Because he keeps ending the game on the bench. <laughs> well, you, you should have been here Monday. <laughs> when the game's in the balance, he always goes to the bench. Yeah. yeah. He's literally, uh, and I don't want to borrow that, exit stage left, Mitch. Yeah. But um, all eyes will be on him because... When you want to come in and be aggressive like Carlton do, yep. but you got nothing to kick to, he, he like Jonathan kick- Brown put himself, uh, put the vision and said he's put himself here like one of the great centre forwards of yep. all time. He goes, he's never in a winning position to get the footy. Well, they didn't kick it to him once inside fifty last week, not once. They they, they they paid a pretty penny to get Mitch McGovern to the club, mm. and they didn't target him once inside fifty. That's extraordinary because he ran out of the fifty. Yeah, Dicko, what do you think about Daisy Thomas getting on the sauce two games before the big game? Oh. <laughs> Two, two days, unacceptable. What was your or, limit? The, how, how far out? Oh, the day before. <laughs> yeah. No, it should have been on it the day before the game. Just sharpen yourselves up. Do you know the only time I've ever had a drink before a game, and this is on my life, was an exhibition game in London. And I was a professional when I played. I literally wouldn't drink during the week. I wouldn't even drink after a game unless we had a two, three-day spell. And we're in London and we're playing Essendon and Kel Moore was over there. Peter Schraub couldn't make it. He was our... Um, coach and he said righto boys we're going to go and have dinner a few beers we're on over on holidays but we're here to do a job and we're representing the Hawthorne Footy Club so we're pulling the pin at midnight you know and we're going to go home and prepare for this game so anyway midnight comes around and Kel's still there so okay no worries all of a sudden I turn around it's 3 o'clock in the morning <laughs> Kel Moore's on the podium with a bourbon in each hand on this so I thought if the, it's good for the coach it's good for the players went out in the ground the next day on the Oval in in London and our water bottles were filled with beer. And we were representing Hawthorne. It was unbelievable. How would you kick? Four. Um, hey, so, back so, to Daisy. Yep. I know we like to talk about you, but back to Daisy. About me this, what, what did you think? So up to six up to six drinks oh, mate, out of charity function. To be honest, it, it's unacceptable. It is unacceptable. If you're getting paid X amount of money, yep. you have a responsibility to do everything you possibly can to prepare yourself. And when you get to the twilight of your career, you can't afford to be drinking. Yeah, when you're one and nine. You, you probably couldn't even be afforded to drinking any day before. Like, I'm taking, okay, play it on a sad day. I'm going to have a little drink on a Monday. No, you, no, not at all. And I think he's let himself down. But 
Do you reckon he'll play tells, again for Carlton the rest of the season? Will he play again? Yeah. If I was coach, I wouldn't play. I wouldn't. I'd bring another kid in and say, "Well, you've had your chance." They need, but they need all the experience they can get. No, they don't. They do because they've got nothing. What are they going to do? What do they need? Well, they need they need people to be able to direct the players and organise the players and teach them. He's almost an on-field coach for them at the moment. That's his role in the team. He's not there for his playing ability. He's there for but you to, know what? to help out these guys to teach them how to play football. Okay. William Stock is in the back pocket playing his third game of footy. I'm sure he'd rather have Daisy Thomas in next to him than another second gamer. Would you bring him straight back in? I, I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I think he's important to the, especially while um, Simpson's under still under an injury cloud, and they, they, they don't Would have you? a lot of experience. Would you bring Jake? You're banging on about his uh, leadership. His leadership's poor on what, what we've seen over the past week, on field, off field. Like that, that's, that's, that's that irrefutable. That's the not year. the message you've heard from the club uh, for the last year. Though. Um, I only if you had, really had to. Yeah. So you give him a fair spell on the VFL and go yep. right. One week's not going to cut it. Yep. Okay, best bet of the weekend. Let's get this back on track, and it's going to be an absolute whopper. <laughs> Optus uh, Stadium. Yep. Guess what? The doggies are up against the Eagles, and this is hemorrhage time, hopefully. Yeah, first the doggies, the doggies the are hot, and then they're cold, and they're hot, and I think they're back in the freezer at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I've put in a couple of really poor performances last two weeks. It's yep. really disappointing against North Melbourne. Yep. Um, now they have to go on the road. A young team on the road against the Eagles. You saw what they did last week with that comeback. They they were getting smashed from stoppages. They're getting smashed everywhere. Even up the numbers at stoppages and absolutely um, killed them with Luke Shuey. And their scoring from stoppages was, was outrageous late in that match. So I think they've really got it connecting. And the other thing that I like is to see Josh Kennedy and Jack Darling firing in the same game. It was the first time all year that we've seen them both perform in the same game. So I'm looking here. I'm going to go with the Eagles by the line. Mm-hmm. And they're going to same game multi that into Josh Kennedy, three-plus goals. And if you want to get a bit crazy, I'm not doing it. You want to get a bit crazy, mm-hmm. put Jack Cart Darling as well for three-plus goals as well. Because, because what, I, who, you know who's playing in the second half defender? last week? Hmm? What happened in the second half? They both kicked three goals in the second half last week. Yeah. That was in a half a footy. Yeah. So, you know who's playing key defence, I think, this week for the Bulldogs? Ryan Gardner. Ryan Gardner. He, was playing, he wasn't even on a list three days ago, and now all of a sudden he's... He's playing key defence against Josh Kennedy or Jack Darling. Thank you very much. I'll, I'll, I'll have them face. You're kidding. Is he the, he, he's he's the man down he's in defense. playing yeah. key defense? Well, that line needs to be 124 and a half as we speak. This is going. To, it's really going to expose um, the Bulldogs potentially in a couple of areas because we know that they're fragile in that key defensive post. It's yeah. been a, it's been a huge vulnerability for them. They're coming up against two of the best, three of the best. Even Liam Ryan so dangerous in the air and in the ruck department as well. I mean, to- Todd Goldstein absolutely gave it to Tim English on an abs- like a hor- frightening. Absolutely frightening uh, touch-up. So, look, I think this is West Coast to win by 10 goals. Currently, the line's 24 and a half. And I think you just, um, not your whole life savings, Dicko, but just maybe your pocket money for the week. Well, you guys do your bets separate and you come up with the best bet of the weekend. Everyone's recognised it, West Coast. So that line might move after the traders and all yep. our listeners. That What's that, 20,000, or whatever that tune in every week? Uh, could be a big impact on this market. All right, we're going to take our first and only break after the break. Fantasy fill-up, first goal, Boonana. Stick around, you're listening, don't argue. Australia's most rewarding betting experience is here. My Rewards features a range of sports and racing promotions and offers, including BetBoost, all accessible with your own My Rewards hub. More offers, more often, more for you. Visit beteasy.com.au or download the latest app. Gamble responsibly. Welcome back to Don't Argue. Fantasy fill-up time with our resident geek, Steve Urkel. Uh, doesn't he love his numbers? Jacob Wilson. Can I say something that's a bit controversial? Oh, mate, please. I love do. taggers. 
I love tags, especially for fantasy, because if you can predict where the tag is going, then you can make a lot of money. Now, mm. this week, if you're Sydney and you're targeting a Geelong player on the outside, I think you've got to go after Mitch Duncan. You've got Tim Kelly inside, or you can have uh, Mitch Duncan on the outside. And I think with, with Ryan Clark, what he's done the last two weeks, he's gone for Sean Higgins and he went for Steel Sidebottom. Now, Steel Sidebottom is more of that wingman. They could have gone Trelaw, which is more your Tim Kelly. They went for Steel Sidebottom. I think this week they're going to target Mitch Duncan and tag him out of the game. Now, you can get him in a matchup against Andrew Gaff at $1.88. So I'm going to take Andrew Gaff to beat Mitch Duncan this week. Like okay. it. And the next one is the Big Ruckman. Big Ruckman. You, you, you mentioned what Todd Goldstein did last week against uh, the Bulldogs Ruckman. Uh, or lack of ruck when that mm-hmm. is. And this week he's coming up against Ivan Soldo. Mm-hmm. Now, we've seen what Ivan Soldo, the Richmond have conceded to ruck in the last two weeks. They conceded 100 points to Jonathan Segler. That was the mo- second most of his career. Last week they conceded 111 to old Tommy Belcham, which was the seventh most of his career. Todd Goldstein is in a cracking form and will just take young Ivan Soldo to the absolute cleaners, and he only needs 112 points for him to pay in his fantasy market. And the first goal scorer market, and we don't pump you up often, but you do hit this regularly. Yeah. Uh, Jack Zebel to start deep on Friday night? It's not deep. He's gone back to the forward role. So you sort of saw the first five weeks he was forward, then he had four weeks in the midfield last week. He's back to 71% forward. So if you can get him at $15 and he's going to play forward, that's fantastic. Because he averages about he's about 36 goals last year, averaging about a goal and a half per game um, this year in the first five weeks when he was playing forward. So at $15, if he was actually, if we knew he was playing forward, he'd be sitting at 10s. Question mark on that is they're playing their first game under a new coach. So how do yeah. you know where he's going to we play? We don't know where he's going to play, but I my assumption is that He's going to go back to what is a more typical role for him. Jed mm. Anderson's in good form in the midfield. Yep. Uh, Cunnington's going to be playing in the midfield. They've got a lot more soldiers in the midfield. I think they need him up forward. All right. Your next one is Harry Mackay, who was the man for Carlton, but could have gone over the line there, taken on Essendon. He's a, now who, he actually leads the league this year for the most goal, first goals this year. He's kicked four first goals this year. He did it two weeks ago in a 93-point loss. Still kick the first goal and then just let Jeddah kick the next seven. So he's actually the man this year. If you're looking at people kicking first goals, Harry McKay, mm-hmm. $9. He's done it four times from 10 games. Can I just say, is it McKay or McKay? It's McKay. It's McKay. McKay. Yeah. yeah. Um, interesting that Brennan Bolton said last week that he was disappointed in the lack of movement from the forwards ahead of the ball last week. And that I can only assume that's a dagger for McKay and Mitch McGovern and Charlie Kernow. Um, that connection. So it'd be interesting whether there's a shake-up of that forward group in any way, shape, or form. Mm, Backline need a shake too with a minute to go. You know what you do? You go down up the guts. All right, quick hands time. Let's go through it. Friday night footy, North Melbourne, Richmond. Jacob Wilson. Richmond. Right, Richmond. Big win. Giants, Gold Coast. Gold Coast cover off the 40. uh, Sorry, yeah, Gold Coast cover off the 49-point line. Yeah, I think the Suns might just be able to pull the handbrake a touch. And Collingwood, Fremantle. Collingwood clear the line? Yeah, I agree. Collingwood. GMHBA Stadium. We've got heavy odds on Sydney, and they've won the last two down there. Yeah, Sydney have a very good record down at uh, GMHBA, so I'm going to go Sydney. Yeah, same. What? Just to, I don't know, make it a bit of a... Very good record down at GMHBA. Scrap or a slog or something. Low scoring. No Ablett, remember? Sixth best bet of the weekend. Because it wasn't in your top five. No, I just They're I massive like odds. Three, 350. No, no, not to win. I no. just like them by the line. Oh, this, okay. is all, this is all line bets. This is all lines right. being nice, nice. Right, hey, Brisbane Lions and the Hawks. So we'll go with Brisbane for me. Yeah, Brisbane. The Darwin game, Melbourne Adelaide. I'm going to go Adelaide. Oh, nah. I'm off the Crows. Um, I'm going to go the D's. I think they can turn things around up in Darwin. Let's head over to Shanghai. Saints, Port Adelaide. Saints for me. Yep, St Kilda. 
Essendon, Carlton. Carlton. Pick Carlton at the Ooh, line. Final game of the round, West Coast and the Western Bulldogs. West Coast comfortably. Percentage boost to this one, Dicko. Okay, don't argue multi. Let's have a look at it. West Coast minus 24.5. Yep, I'm going to put that. Uh, it is the last game as well, so I'm not going to ruin the multi at least five minutes into the round. This I'm going to ruin it with five minutes to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll kick it off because I'll take the Friday night game on. I think Richmond will cover that one, yeah. minus 17.5. And, and I'm backing Brendan Bolton's Blues to uh, put the blowtorch firmly on Essen and John Worsfold next week to beat. They'll cover that 15.5 line, the Blues. Well, there you go. You can find that in the enhanced odds section. Don't argue. All right, Boonana, time to finish it off. Jay, I'll start with you. Yeah, I'm going to go to the Demons to clear the 40-point line. <laughs> uh, I know Adelaide is a very organised defence and has been restricting teams, but just wondering whether the planets can finally align for our mob. They did a number <laughs> on them last year, didn't they? I think it was Alice Springs. Not, yep. uh, yeah, it was Alice Springs. Yeah, and they absolutely been by eight. I think it was. Yep. So, That's yeah, you, Kate, you did that. that game, Dico. Yes. Yep. Arvo game. It was a big one. It was a big, big win. Friday, Bernana time. Jacob Wilson. I'm going for Richmond on the Friday night to get up by 50 plus points. And the reason is. I like this too. It's a myth. It's a myth. The new coach yes. comes in and gets a win. It hasn't happened in five years. The coaches come in and they lose because they're, they're dealing with a team that is in an absolute <laughs> shambles. They don't know what's going on. They've got a new yeah. game plan. They are going to get flogged by the Tigers. Um, they're in really good nick, the Tigers, as well. So I like that. I'll vouch for that. My last coach that got sacked, uh, we lost by 80 points the next week. <laughs> yeah. And it's fair to say, it's taken us finally. It's taken us 18 months, uh, Jacob, but we've finally brought North Melbourne down. I mean, we've been flagging this since round one last year. Everyone's putting David King on it. Do you reckon yeah. it's yeah, the um, Bet Easy podcast? We said they were the Titanic and they were going down and Brad Scott was the first one to throw out the life yeah. after the weekend. Man overboard! Alright, well done boys. Jacob and Jay as always entertaining. Enjoy your Friday night footy. It's Richmond and North Melbourne. Please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Tell your mates you first time listener, come back next week. You've been listening to Don't Argue.